Can I just start with my Twitterist? Yeah. Visa Tisa. <laughs> if you guys need to click away from this podcast, finish this podcast. Yes. First. And at the treat at the end of this podcast, I want you to download TikTok. Of course, you already have it. I don't even need to tell you. I want you to search Risa Tisa. Tons of cursing. You've been warned. Yes. But she has, prayer, a, she has a series. It's called Who the F Did I Marry? <gasps> no, I didn't say anything. That was very close to it. Who the Fudge Nuggets Did I Marry? There is it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's this lady. I'm not even going to spoil it for you. I'm just telling you, trust the process. If you don't like cursing, don't trust the process. It's a 50 A 50-part series. series. In the world of marketing, though, can I just tell you, it's a 50-part series. On TikTok, you can un- only upload 10 minutes at a, time. at a time. So she's like, uploaded 52 bits of content. And it's only filmed from her car or her home. Someone's like, even while she's driving. <laughs> it's for her to be able to capture an audience like that. I'm not she's, sure if she's just phenomenal she's at storytelling. The story, story was great. But she's a great... Te- she builds trust in you. Like, you are like, I could be her friend. Absolutely. I hope she gets a blue <laughs> BMW X5. But also the interesting thing about her is she kept giving us, the way she told the story, she's like, I want you to remember this. And then yeah. 10 episodes later. Would bring it back. I yeah. want to tell you that I was an OG. I found her when Corey she told me about show. her. Corey's like, listen, I'm going to need you to I download TikTok on Friday and uninstall on Sunday. I haven't uninstalled. <laughs> I want to let you know. It has been. So I, was in, I was taking a shower last night. got the blasting because I had it finished. <laughs> I do want to tie it back into marketing. She had 319 followers. When I first found 319, no commas? No commas. Just 319 people. So I find her video. It's a 50-part series. She she did it in a week time span. Almost three days. Yeah. She delivered on it. Now she has almost 1 million followers. Someone did the math. The lowest she could make at this point today. From TikTok payout of impressions. From TikTok beta program, which pays you every thousand views. The lowest she could make is 86,000. The highest, because if you have someone on the app watching a 10 minute video, you actually can make between four or $5 per thousand views is $400,000. I'm hoping, like underdog, I you know. love her, she's everybody's I friend. Know. I'm gonna just leave you with this one phrase. You need to finish this podcast first. Okay, this isn't gonna be as interesting. <laughs> you need to finish this first, but all you need to know is you've gotta see proof of funds. That's it, that's proof what I'm funds. gonna leave. That's my twin interest. Okay, back to the podcast, Corey. What is this podcast? Welcome to the Baking It Down with Sugar Cookie Marketing Podcast. We are actually a spinoff from a group on Facebook, about 44.4 thousand bakers strong right now. And what we do is bring you a little topic, a little marketing nugget, haven't said that one in a while, mm-hmm. um, to your ear holes after you watch or before you listen to Risa Tisa, <laughs> don't let you don't come back and then you can go over there. You will not come back. You're you do for this one. You like Maria Proskett? Forget it. Forget about it. <laughs> you like Risa Tisa. <laughs> she knew I know. Like, it was phenomenal. Yeah, it, it was, was phenomenal. Great. And nothing that she, she's filmed most of them from her bedroom. Like yeah. there's nothing interesting listen, but the I story. Listen, I woke up and I, I woke up at two in the morning. Before I went to bed, she had posted, and it was a cliffhanger. <laughs> I woke up at two in the morning, went downstairs, and finished. <laughs> the best part about it is I was three days late, so I got a binge yes, of you all. Got them all. Listen, and if you're on TikTok, I want you. Yeah, here's a little a pro TikTok tip for you. Don't fi- go to the playlist, open up the playlist, and then click on it, and it'll auto scroll for you. Yeah. There you go. When yeah. I started, she had no playlist. <laughs> I didn't literally go to her profile. <laughs> okay, back to today's um, podcast topic. Let me do the intro music. Back to today's podcast. I should just do the Risa Tisa opener. <laughs> Anyways, part of there too. Uh, we wanted it. Corey didn't like the title of this, but it's the only catchy one I could come up with. But I'll expound on it in a second. It's hobby versus have to. Granted, a lot of us, I, 
Here's the thing. I think Hobby Baker is thrown around too freely. These are business owners. They're business owners. This is that, a side business. Yeah. That maybe not is their full-time income, right. but it's an income. So I think when I refer to it as hobby, I'm referring to people who do not need this as income, who are just doing it for other reasons and then have to, or the people who are like, I'm paying my mortgage. I'm paying my car note. Right. Yeah. I think you're thinking like the hobby ones are the more like, I do this for art. Right. So that in this podcast. Even if you consider yourself a hobby baker, the hobby by definition for this podcast will be edible art and the other people will be, I have to pay my bills, Navy Federal. Like those are our two little camps for Uh this podcast. So the title of this podcast is Hobby Versus Have To. Remember the definitions. Even if you consider yourself- I will try to be Reese and say, remember this. Remember that. (laughs) That'll be important later on. (laughs) I need to say proof of funds. Okay, so we have a couple of different points, and I want to start off with kind of just defining what the hobby is. So when Corey says, you know, edible art, what I see is people come into the group, and they're exceptionally talented. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, kind of we're like... Oh, "Ah." me? Yeah, I looked at Corey, (laughs) and I said, no way you are planet Earth. No way we came from the same belly. (laughs) I'm the middle of the road, man. (laughs) So, you know, and I'm going to say it. This is a business-focused marketing podcast. This isn't how talented are you. This isn't America's Got Icing Talent. This is how can we maximize profits while minimizing effort so that you can make money and spend it on spending more time with your family. Yeah, Like Disney trips paid for it. That is the goal of this Uh podcast. But sometimes when we get to see 45,000 people posting, I see people doing it for the reasons that they want likes and love and hearts and all these reactions. So that, I'm here to tell you, you don't have to be great. You have to be business savvy. Uh-huh. Okay. So if you if you got your toes out there and they're about to be stepped on, you've been warned. You've been warned. But if you're here, you want to grow your business. That's mm-hmm. why you're listening to a business I want you to put your toes in the aisle. (laughs) We'll be coming to walk upon them. (laughs) I'll be tripping on them shortly. (laughs) So we have the time difference. So hours per cookie versus cute and quick. Now, I see this specifically. I'm going to call ourselves on it with those cookie class kits. They're easy. I look at that and I'm like, if if you croaked on the way to class, I think I could handle it. I think you could. (laughs) Everybody bring out the clover. (laughs) We're going to do a little walk and walk right away. So when we look at time difference, when we're trying to maximize profits and time is money, we're trying to minimize time, right? Yes. Now you might be saying, well, Joanne, you're just telling us to cut corners. Yeah, I'm telling you to cut the most corners without diminishing the value of the product. At the end of the day, they still have a three and a half inch cookie with icing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One of those could be hung next to the Mona Lisa. And one of those could be in the fridge by the end of the day. So we have the time difference. Now I see some of these bakers and I, I want to compliment you like amazing, fantastic. Wow. You have had to have spent hours on a single cookie. Yeah. And then I look at some of these like mass production cookies. Like, Wine. yeah. And they're in it. You got like, Corey's like, here's a Mario star. And I had just two dot eyes. And I'm like, that was an efficiency. Yeah, that was an efficiency cookie. <laughs> so yeah. What was it? What is this called? Like efficiency hotels like where they, they're like the minimum like you need. Lodges. Yeah. Like the minimum you need to function as a human in one room. <laughs> it's got a bed. It's got a drawer. And it's got a lot. Yeah. So we have the efficiency, the econolodge of cookies where mm. you're like, hey, I'm going to make money. I'm going to have a high margin. And I'm going to get people in and out with the bare minimum that yeah. still gives the value that they want. And and then yep. you have McMansions, mansions where there's more rooms than humans in the world. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you're like, wow, that's exp- expensive. And it's going to cost a ton, but the utility is not necessarily there. When we have these Econolodge cookies, which yeah. if I could encourage people to err on the side of Econolodge, but what do you think of? Well, that looks like a cheaper cookie. It's because it is. It's 
technically not achieve. It takes less time. There's two dot eyes. Less zero effort. It doesn't. Could you identify it as a Mario star? Okay, there you go. Okay, moving from the time difference. So just being able to save on time, and the way you can do that is more simplistic cookies. Techniques that, like, you know, if you do wet on wet, things yeah. that can hide mistakes where you're not spending a lot of time fixing, you're not spending a lot of time redecorating. Moving on, we have product options. When I see bakers that err on the side of look at me's, which I like looking at you, so you got what you wanted, they have, they're offering so many things because they're here to show you what they're capable of. Yeah. And they're like macarons and they're like this cookie and this technique on this cookie and all these options. I'm like, wow, that you are, you are capable of many things versus the person that's the hobby. The have tos are like, these are my bestsellers. I'm cutting out anything that doesn't hit this threshold of staying on my menu. Yeah. I will say someone ordered macarons for me the other day and I said, I got, I got one filling. Either take it or leave it. The same kind of with the options. Like I see some men, you know, here's a, the funny extrapolation of having too many options. I see people like, can you help me with my menu? The font, like the po- is pointing. Yeah. It's you like, can't, they have so many things on the menu that you're having to bring out your readers <laughs> just to see. <laughs> well, let me take a look here at it. And then the, the menu is super small typeface. It's very complex. Yeah. And then now try to price that. The more options you have, the more different price well, points you have. you know I've been on a cake pop journey. I have seen And that. cake pops, there are a bazillion different flavors. The problem with that is to buy the flavor ring is expensive. And then the cost to store that, mm. it is taking over mm. like a whole cupboard. Like my, it's just like cake pop flavoring. So I said, at the end of the day, as much as I want to discover more flavors, mm-hmm. I have to cut it off somewhere uh-huh. and use what I have. And then maybe if like I have a great seller, I can bring that one back or something that didn't move Focusing so much. on your best seller at the expense of the person who's like, maybe I want to try a strawberry sherbet. Yeah. That's going to be more of a have to and less of the hobby because with that hobby, with the cost of ingredients, with everything you purchase to produce, it should go into the cost, which is uh-huh. associated with your price. Uh-huh. So I, I mean, but then we have the other side of it is the person who's only selling vanilla macarons don't have to raise the price. They have one option. They don't have to fund the macaron flavor <laughs> right. industry. So what you're going to try to do is like, well, I'm going to try to offer more, but I can't necessarily compete on price. I mean, at the end of the day, you don't want to be the cheapest price person. We also can't be 10x the highest dollar. guy, yeah, right? There yeah. is pricing yourself out of the market. So when you're like, well, I, I'm, I want to be readily available. I think actually you're doing a little bit of hobby. I think it's a little bit of a hobby move there. I want everything. And by offering everything, you truly get nothing. And I hate to bring back the psychological jam test where they had four jams Uh versus 26 jams. When they only had four, nobody really, you had a one, uh, you had a 25% chance of getting the jam that you truly love. Uh That's a really high odds. But when you had uh, 56 jams, and I'm not going to do the math there, but let's say you had a one, a 1.75 chance to get what you wanted. Uh That was a lot of potential loss Right. Right. Plus, I just feel like ingredients costs high. Yes. Those specialty flavorings, high. Yes. And then if you offer one and like only one person buys the pistachio, like you're still out the pistachio flavoring. Yes. Which is high. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But go to the grocery store. Boxes. Oh, well, yeah. Boxes for cake pops versus cookies. Yeah. High. High, yeah. That's a lot of storage. Yes. For different I wish shaped we, I wish we could have a financial calculator of storage, the cost yeah, of storing. Oh, my God. Right. It would I'll be, be in the – I'm in the red. <laughs> I think if you had – like, let's say you walk into this futuristic closet. Yeah. And anything you put on the space, it was like – 
and oh, like, calculate. Be, like, ah, yeah. <laughs> I do not want this. <laughs> but because we have no cost. Okay, but go rent a uh, storage facility. Oh, yeah. Then you have there, a cost of storage. A now you got it. That no. is. And yeah. then you're going to start saying, is this worth paying? Yeah. Or, what's the average cost of a storage facility in Virginia? Mine? For uh-huh. the tiny cubicle I that I have. you canceling that. I know, but I really do Cancel like it. Cancel you... uh, $149 a month. That's a waste of money. So how many sets do you have to sell to make up for just I, storing yeah. the grabby only I know. to make the set? I, I know. I know. Uh, this one's going to hurt some feelings. <laughs> Open for compliments versus open for business. This is a big one. This is a big little toes are starting to and curl, I, I'm curl gonna, up in their I'm shoes. I'm going to talk about myself specifically, okay? Because I can cattle away, the, buddy. I made these vase cookies, vases. You made the cutter for I did. The first originals were about six and a half inches. I did. High. I said, you know what? You're going to get a huge old cookie because yeah. I don't know how to measure infusion. So the first time it was six and a half inches high, hand painted. Floral transfers, greenery, and it was a show-off cookie. It was a cookie I made to get compliments from cookiers. Ne'er did I want to make it again, and then someone ordered it. So I had to learn how to streamline it. It's still, the transfers took forever. I did use Eddie as the base, and I <laughs> shrunk the cookie down to a normal person. This thing, was in a, this thing went from a work of art to a work of mass production. <laughs> I know when I post fancy sets, I get more likes. Absolutely. It feels way better than, uh-huh. you know, my Mario star that you just poop it on. <laughs> uh, but when you're open for compliments, so let's say you spend hours on a cookie, which is just a wild thought to me. I mean, I'm impressed that you guys do it, but that's being open for compliments. I, I get more likes when I post content like this versus open for business. And you'll see the cookie class kids, Corinna will be like, that one's too complicated. Make it easier. That one's too complicated. Make it easier. Because we said, is this a set for bakers to like other bakers or is this a set for bakers to sell to the common man who has never touched a cookie yeah. in their lives? Uh-huh. At the end of the day, even if it is less attractive, if it sells more seats, it's worth the supplement, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, does it is it fun to show off? Sure. Who doesn't yes, like it? Absolutely. But does showing off always pay the bills? No, it does not. Well, I'm going to get to that in a second. In a way, it can pay the bills in a Risa Tisa type way. But uh-huh. for the rest of us, we're, we're just, we're have tos, right? We got to do this. How can we do this the most efficient yes. way possible, the highest production volume possible, uh-huh. at the least cost possible? The bad part about doing show off cookies so much is you that train you train your audience. your audience to order the show-off cookies. Because I wouldn't go to a Mercedes dealership, a- asterisk, I wouldn't go to a Mercedes dealership and right? <laughs> stay back here in the Toyota dealership. I wouldn't go to a Mercedes dealership and then expect to see only McLarens yeah. in the parking lot and then ask for a Mercedes. I would right. be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I guess I'll buy a McLaren. I want to like to stress that I, this will, these words will <laughs> never go come out you? of my mouth. But if you were saying, hey, I only do like common sets for it, but all my Instagram is these McLaren version sets, yeah. your audience is going to be like, well, I guess like, okay, let's say if you did, my set started $65. And if I say, hey, I want that, I want this McLaren set for $65, bucks, you are going to be like, oh, no, that's the idiot. That's $250. Bucks. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, well. With it, what's on your Instagram that's in my price Nothing. range? No, it's it's in my likes range. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to say how you're presenting yourself while it is awesome, awesome to get uh-huh. likes on Facebook and Instagram, it is also costing you. The have-tos have got to post the content of the product they want to move. Yeah. Because we buy with our eyes. If you're only posting this like, this one cookie, I just wanted to push myself. Great, awesome. But I'm going to post it so you can get likes. Let's just be honest. Uh-huh. Like we can all, I want to inspire people and get their likes. <laughs> Let's finish yeah. the sentence. Yeah. 
I, and then you turn around and your audience is like, I guess I want that really fancy thing. And you're aghast that they would even, uh, how would you think that this was even $65, right. you idiot? Then I got to say, you're, you're messing up, you're muddling your brand messaging. Yeah. I, you don't have a clear set goal no. of what you want to do in your well, business. I can tell you they want likes. <laughs> That's yeah, what they but wanted. then you're like, I also want money. Right. But, you know, so I the could... hobby thing is, well, I want some likes today, tomorrow, maybe I want some sales. Yeah. The have-tos are like, listen, I got to focus on this bottom line. The banker man's going to be calling me, collecting uh-huh. rent at the end of this month. What do I have to do to reach that number? Most of my clients want simplistic-ish cookies. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that I get someone wanting something super fancy, which is good. That's the, that's my clientele that I want to be with. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, I, I ain't getting those likes and the shares and the saves, but I'm making decent money on an easy set. Yeah. It's interesting. Our older sister works in marketing in a different capacity, but I was talking to her in regards to a like associated with a dollar amount per application. So she was like, on TikTok, we quantify this many likes as this many sales. And so you can have, uh, like, for example, Instagram is an easy app to just double tap. Yeah, I'd say the value of an Instagram like is actually less to me than the value of a Facebook like, like for our business. Yes. Uh, the value of a YouTube watch versus the value of a TikTok watch. And you're going to see different valuations per type of engagement yeah. there. Uh-huh. Uh, and when you start thinking of like, Oh my God. Like at the end of the day, could I run, could Corey make really interesting cookie decorating videos and post them to sugar cookie marketing page? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who would we, who would we likely be reaching? Anybody who likes to watch ASMR stuff. Yes. Now, what is our goal of that page? Who would we want to reach? We want to reach only bakers. Do bakers like watching simplistic sets getting done? No. No. So one of the pieces of content Corey posted that went viral to the wrong audience was a, they called it screen printing cookies and it was a PYO stencil set. And nobody hadn't seen that's how they're made, right? The comments were a lot of men. (laughs) They're not bakers. (laughs) Uh, And a lot of people who weren't bakers who were just saying, oh, this is really neat. Uh Now in the evaluation of everybody from that page, I think none of them bought the cookie Absolutely. So while that was really neat, look at all the hundreds and thousands uh-huh. of people. What did it translate to? Dead weight. Dead weight. And in fact, a lot of management of people's opinions. Yeah. A lot of people cursing. Surprise yes. how angry cookies make it. people sometimes. Gosh darn it. Moving on to um, kind of the same point here. Likes and looks versus sales and strategy. If you do the, okay, like if our strategy is, hey, my I don't want 100,000 impressions. I want 10 sales. Yeah. That's going to, that strategy is going to look a lot different than if my strategy was impressions and views. I can say as a baker, you can get into your head about seeing these super talented, detailed bakers getting thousands of likes, millions of views and feel down on yourself. What's going to tell you? Replicate that. What's going to say? Signal to your brain. It's going to say, yeah, I need to do more of that so I can get that recognition Mm -hmm. also. Here's the thing. I want you to click to their profile and see if they actually take custom orders. Most of them say not currently accepting orders. So when you have time on your hand, you can make those most detailed sets because no one's buying them. But what your goal, and I think this goes to the next point. Yeah. It depends what your goal is. So we have the next point. It says, where is the value for you specifically? Views or very much money. I was forcing that. V yeah. You can, you can make a lot of money with views 
doing those ASMR type videos. If your goal is to get people to watch the video all the way through and get paid through Facebook Reels or TikTok beta Back program. to kind of the Risa Tisa thing. She's not monetized anything. You can't buy anything from her. But TikTok's paying her for keeping people on the app. Uh-huh. That's why the estimation is that she's either received 90000 to 400000 based off of how TikTok pays for impressions. Okay. So when we – that concept is an entire business model for people yeah. who generate – money off of the amount of people they reach. So you though, you though may need to generate money off of people buying cookies, but you've patterned your sales strategy off of somebody who smartly has got an entire business model generating views. Mm -hmm. Now it's muddled your entire audience. You'll not generate the views you need to compete with them, but you also now will confuse your audience in buying cookies because you're spending so much. I, I see it all the time. People start I want to be a content creator. Awesome. It's Uh a fun little goal. I like that. And they're like, hey, I'm going to reach people. I'm going to post to social media. What they realize is content generation, creating content is a full-time job. It's a full-time job. You can start. I can see it when I go to their bios and they're like, hey, I'm no longer taking custom orders, but sign up to take my class. Uh And I'm like, hey, good. You you followed a strategy, but now you can no longer, you have no time to fulfill boring custom orders. Yeah. So instead you switch to classes, right? So I'm saying... For you guys, a lot of us just, we're not going to teach these classes. So focus on paying the bills with those boring custom orders. Yeah. This night is riled up. I fed him yesterday, so he's like, woohoo, energy. Yeah, you'll see a ton of bakers that offer those detailed sets that sell classes to other bakers. So their clientele is you. They need to wow you. So you're like, I don't even know how they did that set. And then you'll buy their class where you can learn how to do it yourself. Now, what happens is you take the class. It's this advanced painting, hand painting something, right? Then you turn around and you post it to your social media. You post the how you yeah. post a time lapse and you post the content. Now you've told your audience, I am now open For these. to really big time suck cookies. Yeah. And your audience is like, well, I guess I'll buy those. And then you're like, well, this is taking so long. I'm not sure that I'm making enough money on these hand painted cookies to warrant the price tag. I'm going to start selling. Cl-. You see that strategy and how yeah. it muddles up the goal there. Versus Corey's star from Smario with the two dot eyes. <laughs> this was the most low effort cookie yeah, I've ever seen. Uh-huh. However, it was high production. Now, would that have gotten a lot of views on social media? No. Oh. The star? No. It would have gotten star. zero. <laughs> Were you going to say yeah? I thought you meant like if I did a fancy set. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. If she had done the whole, if, let's say, okay, if you want to take that thought, Corey's son had a birthday last week. So she made a Mario set. Yeah. Um, very cute, very wide set R part eyes. <laughs> If Corey wanted to do it for views, what you could do is create the Mario gameplay as a time lapse yeah. of cookies. Uh-huh. Now we're talking about we're looking at 20, I could make 40 a switch hours. and on the switch have the Mario Party game on there and then have painted. yeah. Let's say you do a stop motion yeah. in cookies of Mario and getting yeah. bigger. Right? I I will get a ton of likes. You'll get a ton of likes, but will you get a ton of sales? And even if I did get sales, those sales are time sucks. Like if I can take roughly, if I try to do around seven dozen a uh-huh. week and you ordered a super detailed set, I couldn't no longer do seven dozen a okay, week. Okay. So let's say, and I want to do the math here to drive this point home because I feel like math always clears up any I'm opinions. horrendous in that. You, you can't, hold on, Excel's, uh, Excel's like, excuse me, I've been open all week. <laughs> okay. How much do you charge a dozen on average? 75. Okay. Equals seven times 12. And then we're doing 75 equals that. Times that. So it equals 
You'd earn so, so you're looking at 500, if you're doing 75 a dozen and you're doing seven dozen a week, uh-huh. you're looking at 525 a week, and let's do that times a month, and then let's do that times a year. So we're looking at like $25,000 in cookies, yeah. right? If you were doing a complicated Mario set, could, let's say that's the only set you're doing this week, because you not only are you creating the set, you also have to photograph it and create the content. Uh-huh. Could you charge one person $525 for a dozen Mario cookies? I could not. That would be ridiculous. So since there's no buyer for these cookies, but you still want to create the content, what you're going to do is you're going to take the $500 hit yeah, in hopes that it pays back through impressions or views of these creator funds. Uh Uh-huh. Now look, now we don't have, now we don't have $500, but we're on the hook to generate this income. And the way that Facebook and Meta and TikTok get you is that you're only in the creator fund for 30 days. Yeah. You have to prove your worth. By you'll never guess, creating more engaging content. <laughs> so then our entire strategy says, not only can I not generate $525 from selling to customers, uh-huh. I have to recoup $500 because I've already spent the money on the ingredients. Yeah. Then I have to recoup my time and then I have to make $525. Like we have to make this. Yeah. Because that was the opportunity cost of not selling the easy custom dozen. And that's why you see, because that is not scalable. My hands can only do so much a day that I will then make a class or a course how to make the Mario set yourself and try to sell it to other bakers. And hopefully there's this baker. I think the content strategy is genius, but it's her entire content strategy is making really viral, uh, like a single cookie with a phrase on it. That's absolutely hysterical. Oh, I can't remember her name, but they're hilarious. Yeah. Texas, I think. Something. Yeah. Something where each cookie or a cake and it's so funny and it's so on par with what's trending right now. Uh Uh-huh. I would love to, and, the, and every post has been shared like a million times. Yeah. I would love to know how that translates. And I almost think she has a brick and mortar. I think she does. Right. So her strategy is built off these viral cookies. But I wonder if, if like, we could ever talk to somebody, like, per viral post you make, which yeah. hers are almost always viral, uh-huh. how many of them result in a sale? You're going to see a bump for sure. You're going to see someone yes. saying, hey, I'd like to buy this. In a non-shipping state, you're running a risky I click know. by even going viral in the first place. So in Virginia, we can't ship. Right. So, so it, it is a deterrent to because deterrent. you don't want your page bogged down with people who can't order it, but they like your content. Uh-huh. Because now if they don't interact with your local Valentine's Day pre-sale that you pick up in Lake Ridge, your post is not going to be seen as much because there's no interaction. I imagine on, and if it's Haley Bakes, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it is. I think you're right. But if she, okay, let's say a post goes viral. I think she's in a shipping state, but I don't know. I haven't yeah. looked at anything. But let's say she's in Virginia where you can't ship. And a post goes viral, I guarantee you, you got people really quickly clicking to Messenger saying, "What's how much does that cost and do you ship? Yeah. Every time she checks one of those messages, which Facebook punishes you kind of in a way if you don't, by telling on you like this person doesn't reply to message very quickly, uh-huh. you've wasted time. And if time is money, the more viral the content, the more messages you get, the more messages you have to turn down, yeah. the more time it takes and the more money it costs yeah. you in that way. So something, and that's why I think you see Corey and I harp on this business-focused podcast to stay away from viral posting, even though it's really great. It's great to pad your numbers. Corey's little stencil, the screen printing yeah. cookie, got us 100, I don't know, 80,000 followers. <laughs> We're 80,000, <laughs> not cookie college followers. <laughs> Nobody came from that cookie but and signed up. Does that number look good Absolutely. on a page? Absolutely looks good, but does it translate to goodness? Absolutely not. So you may be thinking this, and this is what somebody had asked on last week's podcast. Well, well, now people are more apt, businesses are more apt to send you products to review. And yeah. you're 100% right. 
But guess what happens when we review a product? Guess who makes the money? Not, Not Corey. <laughs> <laughs> the company that reviews it. So again, now you're a slave to the content generation kind of endless workflow of having to create content to get people to give you stuff. And then eventually, finally you charge. And I'll be honest, people, businesses aren't paying a ton. There's a lot of other bakers who'll do it for free in exchange for free product. Here's the thing with the industry calls for, like the baking industry. Yeah. It's worth millions of dollars, but the skincare industry, billions of dollars (laughs) and the big heavy hitters are willing to pay big creators. You have to think, how big is like the baking industry? There's some big players. Wilton's is pretty big, and I see them sending free products for bakers to I, if, if I was Wilton's, if I call me Miss Wilton, if I was Miss Wilton, and I have a baker saying, "Hey, I'll review your Wilton stuff for five hundred for a sixty second spot, five hundred bucks," and I had another baker who's like, "I'll do it for free. I'll do it for your products." Who do you think is a business owner? I'd be more apt. If I could find 100 bakers who will take my product, which I already have huge margins built into, and review it for free, or one baker that I have to not only give the product to, but also have to pay, who do you think I'd choose? The one who take the gifted collab. A hundred of you. A hundred of you can your butts right over here. So what I'm saying, and the big takeaway of this is if you feel the pressure to perform because other bakers are doing it, you're free. You're free. You're free to do what works best to create that seven easy custom dozen streamlined, not a lot of likes from bakers, although we've talked about that. Why should bakers be following in the first place? They're the last person that's going to order from you. And you're just generating that consistent income over time and you're creating this funnel of repeat customers. What we don't understand and what we don't appreciate is that somebody who ordered from you a year ago is more likely to order from you this year. So you build up these funnels of past orders who are coming back year after year. And then one day you look up and you're like, I'm completely booked for the rest of the year. Yeah. And that's because you were so consistent. You were so consistent in creating orders that you could sustain because you didn't fall in love with the likes. Instead, you fell in love with the bottom line. Yeah. I love repeat customers who order easy sets. How could you not? You get to jump the line. That's got to be the cheapest lead Uh of all. They always say the cheapest Uh lead is a returning customer, but the truly cheapest lead is a returning customer from a really easy set. Yeah, from a really easy set. There are some customers who just like cute cookies, not technical cookies. Well, that brings us to our next point, difficult techniques versus streamlined production. And I know Eddie gets a lot of hate for cutting the corner of stenciling and hand painting. But here's the thing. Why Why would I have to buy a four-part stencil, mm-hmm. one that's 20, bu- 20 bucks without shipping? The airbrush machine, $100 if it doesn't break. Here's a funny thing. You always have the people who are like, I use an Eddie. And then the person's like, well, I don't use an Eddie. I use a stencil. And then someone's like, I don't use a stencil. I hand paint. <laughs> and the other person's like, I don't hand paint. I birthed the plant that created the color and died. <laughs> I go out and smush raspberries. Have you seen? I love Lucy in the frame. <laughs> that was me. So you always have somebody trying to one up how less assisted they uh-huh. were. But that is such a vanity, braggadocious claim. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you want to come and brag to a business group, say, hey, I was able to produce these and this is how much yeah. very little time it took. And I'm going to say Eddie is steady Eddie, right? He is able to produce the same product over and over again. You click print. Like everyone's like, is there a learning curve? Have you printed on an HP? Because it's easier <laughs> than that. <laughs> Here's the thing. With Eddie, I couldn't take half of the last minute corporate orders that I get mm-hmm. if I didn't have them. Yeah, I saw the if, corporate order you brought over today. Yeah, I couldn't have done that by my hand. Uh-uh. Like, but heck, here's the thing. Print. Here's the thing. Like, Corey, okay, Corey's like, look at this complicated set I'm doing. Press this print. She's not going to get a lot of likes. 
Right, yeah. But the the client didn't want a lot of likes. They wanted their complex logo on a cookie to hand out to 300 people at an Abs- event they yes, had this weekend. Yes, So when we have, okay, and this is where I think, like I'm not dogging on people who teach classes very, using very technical yeah. things. What I think is you go take the class, you implement, you learn something, your, your brain neurons yeah. connect better, and then you implement that in another way to streamline your, pro- your production. Absolutely. But I wouldn't say, okay, I've taken in a hand painting class. You know, like cookie con classes are four to eight hours long. If you turned around and said, well, I'm going to now offer a set that takes me eight hours, I'd say that you did not truly learn what that instructor was trying to teach you. The instructor is trying to give you more tools in your tool chest uh-huh. for when you need it. Tools that you can pick one out. Yes. When you need it, not pick all of them out and be like, okay, this I'm is- ready to make one cookie in eight hours for you. Yeah. Can you pay me $160 for this one cookie? I know. <laughs> That's a hard thing to ask. And I, and I was talking to our grandmother about it because she was like, you know, at the end of the day, she is a client. She could care less about all the technical yeah. side of it. She was like, at the end of the day, just eat it. It all goes to the same place. And then he flashed up. <laughs> so, like, if she's the typical client, you know, kind yeah. of, you know, she's a little bit on the older skewed side. I don't think you're getting grandmother's order no. me. They're still on their Sometimes. jitterbugs. <laughs> Sometimes I love being a good grandmother. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> but when she, when the client's like, at the end of the day, I don't keep the cookie for years. Like, I don't keep it. So. It's not an art piece you hang on the wall. No. God, I hope you eat it. Right. That's what its goal is. Uh-huh. is to be, it's a consumable. So when you have a consumable, yeah, there is a point at which the price tag would exceed the value yeah. that the client, because at the end of the day, it can, and that's why I say, make it your marketing that's the best gift ever, that yeah. you're the best gift giver versus a Oreo supplement replacement. Right. Substitute. Like this, you're comparing it to the Mona Lisa of our <laughs> yeah. work, but no one's going to hang a cookie on their wall. Right. So you maximize the value of it. By, but still staying within the realization that it is a consumable. Yes. And it has to be consumed in a certain period of time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise it goes bad and the icing pops off. <laughs> It'd be wild for somebody to be like, hey, here's this gift. I know you're not going to eat it. Here's how to freeze it forever. Yeah. <laughs> here's how to thought, but not to eat, but to free freezing it. <laughs> so kind of keep in mind the difficult techniques and the classes you take that teach difficult difficult techniques are great Uh to teach you new techniques to implement into an easier set where you could add a little like a little something something that maybe your competition isn't doing but it's not to be now you're a difficult techniques cookier yeah right unless you're going to in turn teach classes so you understand how if if we get deviate from our goal of the bottom line that we're going to also deviate our entire business yeah me and heather ask every marketing client that we potentially work with we say what's your goal because whatever you say is going to dictate the work that goes behind uh-huh. it. So we, I know Heather said we had one lady who said, I just want to end up in the feet of my ex-husband. Okay, that's a goal. So that is, is a goal. That that's a not goal. a goal with a lot of money behind it, but it's no. a goal that you want to have reach, growth, shares, follow. To me, it screams run a Facebook ad. Absolutely. Like, Location, I was like, do you know where he lives? She's like, down the street. Okay, great. It's going to be pretty easy. <laughs> but it comes down to what is your goal? Is your goal to get more likes? That's a fine goal, but you are now an artist and not a business uh-huh. because you're trying to grow this following so you can showcase your difficult techniques, and that's a fine goal. If your goal is to make money because your family wants to go to Disney World and you want to pay it with cookie money, that is your goal is to make more money. Simpler sets, more sets, Eddie printed cookies, corporate orders. Kind of think uh, last year, there's a Bob Ross documentary. I think it's on Netflix. Great watch. You really, truly like the guy. Yeah, well, you know what? You're a mooch and you didn't pay. And now Netflix is like, hey. You know what I've been watching though? Um, When is that one where Fraser's on? Uh, Paramount Plus. I'm I, I know I need it. 
I've I've switched all my CSI over to it. <laughs> That's pretty good. I do like Fair Home Plus. <laughs> yes, no, like, no ads like Hulu. <laughs> well, I'm on the two dollar Hulu plan. <laughs> um, Bob Ross, though, back to him. The documentary. His goal, he's an artist, right? So uh-huh. so before you guys get all panty-wadded over the Corey saying some of you are artists and some of you are trash, <laughs> think about Bob Ross. He needed to fit within one hour, one painting that he could teach people to do at their home. With a tree. With a tree, a little happy tree. <laughs> Instead, and then you have these artists who spend months yeah, creating, creating a piece of artwork to hang on the wall. Both of them are versions of art. One was a streamlined, mass-produced one because he needed to create a segment. It was very interesting. He had a business partner, and that's how it all went, just mm-hmm. off the wall, off the rails. His son talks about yeah. it, why the son never really took it up. It was very interesting. You end up feeling very bad for Bob. Oh. Yeah, but, but bringing it back, Bob had one-hour segment that yeah. he had to fill with a completed piece. Yes. And repeat it week after week versus people, Mona Lisa person or Sistine Chapel person. I saw person. this guy on TikTok made a, it was, it looked like Taylor Swift, but she was made out of the, the words Taylor Swift. He wrote it over 1 billion times <laughs> to make her face out of words of Taylor yeah. Swift. So that was wildly impressive. Both are artworks. Yeah. One was done in an hour. With a happy tree, and Bob Ross was notorious for using tools yeah. around the house uh-huh. so that we could all reproduce ourselves. And somebody else did something that took however many months. These commission things, where you see these, they're like, "This was a hundred hours." Like, oh, yeah, a hundred hours. <laughs> and then, and then they have two different forms. So what you're going to see in what we're talking about is we want to Bob Ross this thing. Yeah, get the paintbrush from outside. Get that little scrapey thing. It's still talent at the end of the day. Yeah, and it's but it's different goals. Yeah, but both are artwork, but in different forms. Uh-huh. Uh, then we're moving on here. So, yeah, back to the difficult techniques versus streamlined production. Eddie airbrushes, uh, 3D printers, things that can help you streamline production that pay for themselves, that pay back to you over time. That's where you're going to see us kind of focus this thing. Uh-huh. And if somebody calls that cutting corners or if that's being cheap, if that's being easy, and call me cheap, cutting corners is easy because that's what <laughs> yeah. I want in a business. Yeah, because we're a business. We're not an Here's artiste. The thing. Who's going to call you cheap, cutting corners, and easy? The another artist. baker. Another baker. Oh, another call. baker. And uh, they're haters yeah. because, and I'm going to call it, yeah, you're a hater. You're a hater because you're seeing someone streamline the process and you didn't. So instead of saying, wow, they've taken a Bob Ross approach, I'm proud of them. You say, I'm going to demean them so that they don't make more money because I don't want to take yeah, this, this absolutely. Approach. I see it all the time in like a comment section of It's disgusting. Post. And I'll say that is absolutely disgusting behavior. And if I find it in Sugar Cookie Marketing Group, you get an instant ban. I don't need that there. Yeah. Because we're not putting people down. Let me, put on, my, let me get off the pulpit. I know. <laughs> Do you want me to hold your hand? Yeah, you come down from on high. <laughs> you parked my horse over there. I'm going to jump <laughs> off the roof. The thing is, we are business focused. So we're always going to cheer for you, whatever your goal is. If your goal is to make a million followers, we're going to cheer for you. If your goal is to make a million dollars, we're going to cheer for you. Okay. But you're and not going to put- Do you to an adopted daughter? You can adopt me. (laughs) Don't adopt me with the followers. (laughs) What happens is when you want to reach a million followers, likely you've taken a content generation strategy, proud of you, but you're going to turn around and try to sell it on our group because those are your ideal audience Uh and then you're going to get a slap on the wrist. So it's just that focus changes. And I want everyone to support each other in the different avenues that people take without demeaning somebody who took an avenue that was different than yours. People have called me and Heather. They said that we've taken the artistry out of cookie decorating. It's called Bob Ross. Yeah, but we've never claimed to be the artist of cookie decorating. We've always claimed to help you grow your business when it comes to cookie decorating. And to grow your business is the ability to scale, to take more orders, to take less 
stressful, less involved orders. And more optimized workflow. Yeah, so you can actually make more money and actually make this a full-time thing. Yeah. So yes, we have we have taken the orchestra out of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest crux on which this lands is Eddie. And I think it's so funny that this printer has caused such a divisiveness so in this funny. industry. I will see people hate on Eddie and then silently buy one. How could you not? You know, you got to say, it's not, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> you go stencil something 50 yes. million times. Or you go airbrush and you see that airbrush leak under yes. the stencil and you're going to be like having the Primera website pulled up. <laughs> um, moving on. And this is the last one. Show off versus simple designs. And I know we talked about it in regards to the cookie class kits because <laughs> sometimes people, and I look at them and, I'm, and they're not wrong. They're like, this is really simple. Like bakers that, yeah. you know, pay People have asked us, Corey and Heather, can you make a more complex class to teach more advanced people? And we always say, nope. nope. <laughs> I always say there's some other people that sell more complex classes that it's a great option for you. But what we're trying to do with the focus of our business and these memberships that we sell are is the most margin with the least amount of work. And we're coming from what we know works. So me and Heather have taught simplistic classes to beginner people who have maybe not <laughs> even touched. Did you add a space in simplistic? Simplistic. <laughs> who maybe have not even picked up a piping bag because it gets more people in there to take the class. Now, you know what's not sexy in these classes is Corey doesn't get to show off some zhuzhi, like zhuzhi, No, Corey doesn't get to be like, look at how great I am. Everybody eyes to the front. I'm going to demonstrate this complex thing you'll never be able to do yeah. because you're a loser. But what we know is the simple class gets more people in the seats so you can make more money. The simple class makes more people in the seats feel like they did a yes. better job. I love going around and be like, man, I'm going to need you to mess up a little bit. You're looking way you too You do dumb. that every class. And they... <laughs> They love it. Right. So let's say Corey and I were like, no, we want a more complex set. We want to impress our students. The students will be so proud. It was the same students that never picked up a pipe. Yeah. So you may think, well, Corey said, the person asked, can I teach an intermediate class? At the end of the day, we're working on scale as well. Uh, we sell more cookie class kits memberships to people teaching classes to newcomers than people teaching classes to intermediary. Why can I claim that is true every time? Every time, every other time, every third time that we teach a beginner cookie class, I have one member of that class say, I want an intermediate class. Do you guys do that? And I say, hey, listen, you want to fill up this room with your friends? I'll teach you an intermediate class. And then we have sold Seto. The beginner beginner class, I'm booked out already. Yeah. So here's the thing. If we said, oh, yes, you one person who wants to take an intermediate class, let's do that so I can show off myself. Then I have to spend all that time marketing. Now my broad audience of people who've never touched a piping bag. No, I need you to at least really know how I can to only hold sell one. to people who've already taken. Yeah, classes. so That's now it's cons- so much smaller. Yeah. Plus, probably there's more time in it, so the class is going to be more expensive. Take my word for it. We've been teaching classes since 2020. 2020. 2020. Can you believe that was four years ago? Risa Tisa made me realize how long ago COVID was. I just didn't 2024. Kind of consider that. I just when she said COVID, I just felt like it was a past life. Yeah, like what was that at that time? Anyways, four years ago. So we have a bunch of people we have Uh taught classes to. So then we would be in the prime position to teach an intermediate class, and they still won't do it because they still have a huge untapped market of beginners. Yeah. And you know what? How many people come back from class over class over class? As long as the content's fresh, they keep coming back. Yeah. Some people have taken the same class over three years that they've taken for three years. It's the exact same set of cookies. That means they're just coming back for me, yeah. 
or they bring their sister and they, <laughs> yeah. you remember that one lady who'd be like, this one lady we had, she came to our first class and she was like, this is hard. She came to the exact same class a year later, but brought her sister and she said, I want to be better than my sister. And yeah. I've already taken this So class. don't tell her I've taken the uh-huh. class because I'm going to act like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so that is our hobby versus have to. And kind of if you incorporate the Bob Ross, he's got to squeeze this in an hour. He's got to have a finished mountain. Oh. What Bob Ross didn't paint or I never saw him paint, at least on the segments, was people. Yeah. Mountains, landscapes, that's what he was good at. That's what he could fit in the hour. That's what he could use the tools he had at home, you know, that brush. Yeah. And what he didn't do was try to impress us so much that we couldn't keep up with him. Yeah. The whole point of Bob Ross, I think he wanted us to do it at home. Mm-hmm. I think he wanted us to follow along. The thing is, if you're doing this because you want likes and attention, you're going to not like me and Heather in this podcast, in our group. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> but if you say, hey, you know, I do want to make this, you know, I hate my nine to five. I really would love to work from home, see my kids more often, so make ch- this viable. Absolutely. Channel the jealousy you'd have for that baker that reaches 100000 per post and say, oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm going to focus on uh-huh. my $525 a week that translates to $25,000 a year that either supplements my mortgage or takes my kids to yeah. Disney. And while you're selling your classes, which I am proud of you, I am not a slave to the thought that I need to become you. Listen, it's freeing to picture it that way. I can like someone's photo that's way better than me. Their sets are better. They have better colors. I know that that set took twice as long. I can like it. I can love it. I can comment because we have different goals. Uh And our goals are not intersecting. So Uh I don't feel bad about myself. Them winning costs you nothing. Absolutely. You winning costs them nothing. uh In fact, them winning means they produce more content that you could take to implement something new in your tool chest to wow your local clients that you're building an audience Absolutely. So the end... It all comes down to what is your goal. Whatever your goal is, we support it. But we are in the goal of making more money, scaling this, and making this a full-time profitable business for you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Please close your eyes and bow your heads to pray. No, <laughs> we haven't had an amazing grace for a while. <laughs> so that, take us, that takes us to that. And that's built off of the – when I see that somebody's like, hey, I you know did this. And somebody's like, well, you used that. Yeah, they did. Yep, they did. Absolutely. And Eddie Duncan tagged it myself. (laughs) (laughs) And we can support each other, but don't take somebody down because you're not doing, you're not focused. You guys have different goals. You can see somebody win and you can win and they can be, you guys can be at the opposite ends of the track, but both have one. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. You have to pry Eddie out of my cold dead. Yeah. Oh, you have, you have found Eduardo for the beginning. I'll be honest. You didn't I use was, him a lot. I was You did not use him a lot. Intimidated. He was a printer. Intimidated. He was a printer. Out of the box, we printed our faces on him. Intimidated. You did. I did. I'm not a techie person. You just still want to sit with a problem longer than I do. Exactly. But problems are everywhere. Yeah. And then, you know what? I said, I hate airbrushes. Hate them. Yeah, when the oh, this is what I heard, and I hear it on Dave Ramsey. But I think it's from somebody else. But when the pain of same exceeds the pain of change, you'll change. Yeah. So now Eddie, Eddie, me, I'm crossing my fingers. What happened to him the other day? What do you mean? He was making a blue streak line or something. Yeah. So it was like I did a full background versus like a lot of times I do like a white background with like a little thing on it, like a strawberry. And it prints that perfectly. But this was a full background of Full Mario. color background. Yeah. And it was like, I think my little stand. Head. I think shifted. my stand shifted. And then when he came back to do the next line, it had turned because I it's wiggly. So I do have the Sprinkle Factories one that. Oh, shit. It is. It doesn't budge at all. Is it a magnet? 
No, hers is a clip-on. Oh, smart. Yeah. Smart, smart. So if you guys don't know what an Eddie is, he, they are a sponsor. And you're like, well, no wonder why you're pushing him. Hey, at the end of the day, I'm pushing him because we like him. Yeah. But Eddie is a edible food printer. It has a carousel, which you actually don't use because it is in my basement. The carousel is big. The carousel is big. Yeah. And I so don't the carousel, have a big the, the carousel is for mass production. Yes. But you can manually feed it, in which case you don't need to use the automated carousel. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking, if you're thinking of a carousel, it's round and circular and spins. That is the carousel. The manual feed is each one you place on this kind of tongue of sorts. Yeah, that comes, grabs a cookie, brings it into the printer, prints, and gives it back to you. I want to tell people before any of the the trays came out, we were me Heather, we were at ground zero. Me and Heather made a tray. <laughs> I would horrendous. never admit to that in public. <laughs> Listen, we made a tray. We knew it needed something. We knew it needed something. The thing was shoving the cookie. You tray people are glad we're lazy. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be glad. <laughs> you'll be glad we did not say what the problem was. enough to figure it out. <laughs> well, were we printing the cows? Yeah. So here's the problem. Like, if you just had the lift, because we didn't know, like, the trays weren't out when Eddie first, when he we needed, first discovered yeah. Eddie. Eddie's he, a little violet. Yeah, but the, the little lip is plastic, so... There's nothing like they thought. Again, I can't blame Premier. They did add a texture to that, but the the harder like the cookies are not dripping. Yeah, soft. They're not. Yeah, they're so they're almost like it's it's little texture yeah. thing added less contact points, so less uh, holding. So he he would like take the cookie in and it would shift, and then he'd spit the cookie out, and it'd be like shift. a double print, like the cow was half a cow. But then we learned that you can slow down his little tongue. Lesson, yeah, Get we a tray. Learned, but we were at the beginning of it. I don't. We weren't OGs because they had a Facebook group. Yeah. For us, but it was very interesting to see how he's come along. But I would say if you got an Eddie, get a get a tray. Absolutely, there's a bunch of sellers. You, you can, can find get, out. You can get like macaron trays, M and M trays. Now it's just the tray. It's a tray world out there. <laughs> it's a tray world out there. Uh, well, let's just go to our sponsors. Eddie is a sponsor. If you want to learn more about him, go to Primera Printer Users Group on Facebook. You on Mondays, you can see all the tray sellers. There's different trays. Uh, there's a lot of options. Some yeah. trays are redundant, but you'll find one that you like better. I just got a transfer tray. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> Who sells that? I don't know the shop. I got it on Etsy. I just found it. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of different options for, like, additions to Eddie. But the printer himself, not cheap, $3,000. But when you can streamline, like, the how how much did you get for the order upstairs? How much were you paid? Well, it's corporate order. And how much were you paid for the corporate order from Neiman? $1,000. So, so imagine three Neimans. Oh yeah, Mr. Yeah. Marcus's absolutely. Yeah, you once you it. have an Eddie, I'm I don't like to market hand piped logos. I don't yes. like to market it. Yeah. I don't want to do them. Right. I I will post an Eddie logo like <laughs> yeah. it's my business because Corey wants to post the content she wants to generate the sales from. Yeah. So if she's po- if she doesn't want to do hand piped logos, taking it back to the podcast, but she's only posting hand piped logos. What do you think your audience who orders like, oh, a logo? Yeah, can could I get be? one of those hand piped logos? Yeah, absolutely. Um, another sponsor is. Royal Batch. Royal Batch. I wrote the longest blog post on Royal Icing 411. I go over the I pros and cons open. of meringue powders in there. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, I did. Um, but Royal Batch is the meringue powder that I use. Okay. I am obsessed with it. Okay. If you know what meringue powder is, you're just hearing the word for the first time. Meringue powder is one of the base ingredients for royal icing. Royal icing used to be made with frothy egg whites back in the day. Uh-uh. Something like still a do frothy it. You egg guys, white. You guys are doing large work. Does that mean they expire? Yes. Oh. But what came in is meringue powder, which is just dried egg whites, corn syrup, and different ingredients in there. You make it with water, powdered sugar, your meringue powder, and then voila, you have royal icing. Right. But Royal Batch is a meringue powder. Yeah, I use 
every meringue powder acts differently. So you'll find one that you like. I live in a very humid area. Um, and it just, it, bees knees, man, bees knees. It already has vanilla flavoring in it. So if you wanted to, you didn't have to add any in there. If you didn't want to, it already tastes great. It has corn syrup in there, which gives it a softer bite. You can add more corn syrup if you're doing elaborate details like florals. Because you're an idiot. You didn't listen to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> then it has white food coloring in there. So it whiffs up bright white. You'll see if you test some other meringue powders, it'll be like an off eggshell kind of creamy color and you have to add additional white food coloring. This already has it in there. So you save on that too. You can get it right now for, they have the one pound bag and the five pound bag. You can use code TWINS, saves you 10%, but she's in stock right now for both of them. I checked yesterday. Wait. Deal. Love it. Love it. What was the most astounding part of Risa Tisa? Like, where were we like, oh my goodness. When he did an all cash offer and that was, huh? As many times as he came close to getting found out, I think he got a high off of coming so close to say like my, my business bought that building and she's like, let's go see your office. That he got that close to where he had to make up the phone call of Willie not being able to open the, the front door. And he was like, well, I don't have a a key to the front door. I only have it to the floors. It was astounding. Yeah. You guys got to listen to it. I'm so sorry. It was, it would, it'll be, if you're decorating a complex that's it's going to take you eight if, hours. If you didn't to listen to this thing. podcast and you're hand painting, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I want you to grab your TikTok, <laughs> go on a race of So good. But also, a really likable person and probably a great storyteller. Something about her. You're I like, she I. She got a million followers. Great. Good job for you, yeah. Risa that's like the underdog I want to see win, you know? I know. I want her to go to London. I want her to go to London. I want her to get a BMW X5 uh-huh. with a cognac oh, interior. Yeah, I, I like her. I want to I could be your friend if she ever made it up here. Yeah. And she was like, if you spent the time listening to my story, I will respond to every single message we, and email. She do a whole podcast on Risa Tisa marketing. Yeah. She was consistent. Yeah. She, she was great at copy. Her details made her credible. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, a thousand percent, if I ever hear Legion say something, I'm like, you're, you're just a liar. <laughs> when I saw someone, I'm so sorry, you guys are going to be like, what in the world are you talking about? You got to go listen. <laughs> but somebody found Legion. And when he was saying it, I said, you're a liar because yeah. I only believe what Reese yes. ever said. Yeah. It makes me think, wow, though, if you go to court and people say the exact opposite thing, who are you yeah, supposed to believe? right. But you believe people that have facts and, and voice likable. memos True. and proof of funds. Proof of funds. Proof. <laughs> You should make a cookie and all it says is proof of fun. Dude, that'd be so funny. And then don't listen to this podcast because you're not supposed to do viral content. <laughs> Just do proof of fun. Uh, moving on. I want to talk about the Cookie College. I know we referenced it in this podcast. It is a collection of five different memberships, which I've talked to Corey about our muddled message yesterday. Yes. Uh, so the Cookie College is a membership within the Cookie College. And that's a confusing part. And the reason why it's so confusing in my lesson to you all is that when you start off versus when you grow, you don't know where you'll end yeah. up. So we initially started the Cookie College as a membership. It was a one-time membership. People begged. We didn't say no because I don't have a boundary, even if I saw one. And we added the Cookie Class Kits membership last year, yeah. which is everything you need to teach a cookie class. And then people begged. And we had the digital downloads, which have gotten a great refresh. I'm very excited about the digital downloads. Corey yeah. said the digital downloads were Instagram grid content. You got 12 post every month and they all work together very cool idea yeah but, but you, you made gotta, years you and years of it though two and a half years yeah so there's tons of them. of them to go around so in january i consolidated them all to a single pdf with all the canva links and all the previews and now for the digital downloads each month you're going to get a type of 
printable content yeah. or flyer digital content. Graphic design is a focus. So in this month, February, it's a flyer for a St. Patrick's Day cookie class. Now, if you're in the cookie class kits membership, great for you. That would be an ideal yeah. one. But it can be used for any type of St. Patrick's Day content. Yeah, so you would take your date and time that you're doing St. Patrick's Day or if you're doing a pre-sale. Yeah, or if you're doing a, a pop-up, anything like that. Yeah. You put your content in there, but it's already cute, ready to go. You're just switching out the photos and the words for That yours. sounds horrifying for you. It's not. It's all done in Canva. It's actually not even done in the paid version of Canva. So you can recreate yes. the whole thing. You just click on the Canva link and that's only $10 a month and you get all the content we'd already generated. Yeah. So the ones I told Heather and I wanted to see in there is like cookie care cards, cake care cards, freezing instructions for cookies, um, how to, if you're giving your cookies to a venue, how they need to store them for the venue. Uh, ingredients, labels, menus, you said business cards. Mm-hmm. So any printable and then I'll create different designs within, within those categories because recipe PDF. Uh, okay, you just add it to my list. I mean, ingredients, PDF. Wow, just you just are. I'll send you the list. Full of ideas. Full of ideas. And then we also have the $2 transfer club. So that's five membership options. The Cookie College gets everything. That top level membership, it gets the digital downloads, the Baker's Business Basics, the Cookie Class kits. It actually gets the Cookie Class kits from last year, too. Yeah. And it gets the $2 transfers. And then it gets a ton of its own content. And you may be thinking, girls, are you popcorn pricing me? Absolutely, we are. It is by and large a better deal to sign up for the Cookie College membership. And if you want to learn more about those memberships, I'm actually retooling the landing page, the nice. website. Maybe you can do a little live on that when you're finished. Yeah, you know, there. I will because I have told, I sat down, Corey, yesterday and I said, listen, stop looking at this page as if you know what it yeah. is. Yeah. What if you were somebody who'd never heard of it before? That's How clueless. confusing. I said, I'm so confused. So confused. So we're retooling it because as you grow, and I was thinking about it, like I as get it. As you grow, the more you know that you did it wrong. <laughs> So trying to really consolidate, go back to if nobody knew what I was selling, could they easily determine how to give me money? Honestly, everyone needs to look at their business pages and say- Do an audit every year, buddy. Does somebody know what I'm doing? Am I selling my children because I'm just posting kid content? Uh Uh-huh. Or am I selling cookies or am I selling cakes or am I just doing show-off cakes, but I don't really like doing cakes? Uh Uh-huh. And then ask yourself, like, I know Corey and I have a different website for cookie classes. But how frustrating it is. And I have a whole other website to manage. Uh-huh. Yes, it makes this person sells cookie classes. Can you make your website that sells customs also sell classes? And how can you do yeah. that most effectively for both? Uh-huh. And at the end of the day, people are like, well, you're telling us we should make a separate website for classes, a separate Facebook page. I'm going to say, no, I actually find it a pain. I have to manage multiple websites. I have to keep multiple websites updated. I have to update multiple Facebook yeah, pages. Yeah, that yeah. here is now sticking straight up. <laughs> I got into the bathroom. As soon as I'm done, I have like a, what would you call this little one? Insane. <laughs> hair. <laughs> My hair is like teased at the end for whatever reason. I think I just loved our last time. <laughs> uh, moving on. Oh, if you want to learn more about the Cookie College, go to thecookiecollege.com and see what I've been slowly. Do text? Oh, I forgot. Do we even have one? You can text in. The oh. phone number is 571-556-5644. This segment is nothing without your text. Mostly because we have we no segment have when we have no text. <laughs> okay. Hi. Happy. Hi. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day to my favorite twins heart emoji. Question regarding the new Facebook page experience. Do you follow local businesses and like comment from the page like you do on Instagram to help boost you in the algorithm? Thanks so much. I actually have a little theory behind this. I would love to know it. 
So I don't actually necessarily follow them with my business page. I'll follow them with my personal page because you can actually go to someone's page and see who they follow. Yeah. Right. So I go to see their page and I'm like, oh, they've, they're following this roofer already. They must already bake for that roofer. So as a roofer looking to get maybe logo cookies done, I would feel like, oh, they already have a partnership with my competition. I probably wouldn't order from them. Okay. So instead of liking their page as my business page, I'll like it as my personal profile. Okay. And in my personal profile, you see that I am a baker. But with my business page, I'll go and comment on their stuff like like their posts. It's a little bit more valuable than just following them willy-nilly and doing nothing. Was my I agree. I would say after you bake for a corporate client, definitely follow as your page. page. Do that on LinkedIn. Oh, wow. We're talking about, okay, let me just break down this text for people. Okay. Facebook was Facebook, and then you had a page. Then Facebook in the last year rolled us over to something called the new page experience. It's called what it's called now. Mm -hmm. It means that your page is now almost a personal profile. Your page can like things. Your page can engage with things. It is a great way to generate uh, a following uh-huh. through a very organic, you know, grassroots. You're commenting there. And she's asking, the, the texter's asking, should you do that as your page or as your personal profile? Corey says, I like to open that relationship as a personal profile. Corey Miracle, yeah. Mira on Facebook. And then I like to build that relationship there. Then how do you switch it over sales? The reason why I don't want to pigeonhole myself in like one specific business page is because other businesses can see who you're following. They're never going to check, but I agree. I check them all the time. Is it because I'm nosy and a marketer? I don't know. So what I would like to do is interact with their posts and stuff. I like that. As Corey Mira. And as my business page, but I'll follow oh. them as Corey Mira. Oh, so you are commenting as mixing both. Yes. Very nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is a great question. I think the new page experience, while it was inconvenient to switch over. It has been very much better for It has page. been very much more optimized for businesses to generate leads. Yeah. Again, though, you have to be active. You have to be organic and you have to be consistent. Yeah. But now that your page almost has its own personality, you can have pages join groups that allow pages to join and the page can comment. Yeah. Uh, it's a great way to also have multiple admins that can manage the page. Yes. So if you had an assistant or a business partner, you both can become the page and that page can get into groups and comment on businesses. Do you think that I'm wrong for not following with my business page? I do not check what pages other pages follow okay. often. I think as long as you are engaging as your page, you yes. capitalize on it. However okay. you go about that doesn't ma- matter to right. me. I think if you liked them as your page, you'll be able to see them more organically in your pages feed. True. It'd be more easy. Yeah. Now you'd have to literally. Search history. True, true. (laughs) Ask my exes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have this other one. Hi, twins. This is Hope from Sugar Mama Bakery in Knoxville, Tennessee. Sugar Mama. I've been loving the Facebook group, Cookie Class Kits, and the podcast. Thank you all for the awesome knowledge that y'all share. I'm expecting twins this summer. Woohoo, go twins. (gasps) Congratulations. You can name them both, Corey. I'll allow it. You can name both Heather. Just, you can name them Heather Corey and Corey Heather. <laughs> last name. Um, and my OB has recommended that I stop cookies in classes at 28, 28 weeks not to push myself too hard. At what point do you think I'd need to share with my followers that I'll be taking a break from April through the fall? How do I prevent losing customers because of the transition? Thanks so much. I appreciate you all. I'm going to set you free. You will lose customers and that's okay. You will, but that is fine. What they want to do is be with you on this journey. I like the journey. I like bringing people on a journey. Yeah. So if you're going to say like, I would bring them in as much as you want. I know people are different with what they share with their family online, but if you're willing to bring them into this journey of your pregnancy through having the babies through coming back, you'll retain a lot of customers because they'll be wanting kind to support loyalty, you right, yeah. Yeah, when because they feel part of it. Right. If you say, I'm not taking orders from this to the fall, that's all you say, 
I would say you're going to give a little bit of whiplash. Like, yeah. I don't know why you left, so I'm going to go find somebody else. Uh-huh. If you were like, hey, I'm pregnant, I'm super happy, I'm getting twins, and th- you don't have to let us know, like, your next doctor's appointment. Yeah. But if you let us in a little bit, and then you said, and I just want everyone to know that I'm going to stop taking orders. One, you'll get an increase of orders before that day, because yeah. people FOMO. And then you'll we'll be able to celebrate. Okay. And I would say start saying it now. If you're April, it's going to be when you take off. So we only got a month. Yeah. Wow. Start letting people know now so they can plan ahead. I'd and say then, in the next month, too, maybe find some bakers you could refer to. Because they'll scratch your back when you come back and refer back to yeah, you. Yeah, and I think you're really good about saying, hey, I want to find somebody I can refer things out to, and then they send people your way. I know it feels like you're patting somebody else's pocket, but it's going to happen anyways because yes. you're not taking people's money and they need to place orders. Now you'll actually be returning in the fall when we see a huge uptick in yeah. baking sales. So I'm not worried about your bottom line for this year because a lot of times the J months, people aren't buying cookies. True. You guys are not listening to this podcast. <laughs> but when you guys come back, it really starts kicking off yeah. at the end of August, September, October, November, December. So I think you actually timed the twins out perfectly. You so you will be naming them both Heather. And – no, Corey just rolls off the tongue. Corey sounds like a boy. It, yeah, it weighs me. Listen. Here's how you say it, Corey. And they're like, with a Y? And you're like, no, with an R-I-E. I, I do like to not say Or you can have a generic name, Heather, where they can just disappear. <laughs> I feel like Heather's it's had its time. Yeah, it really it's did. It's an old name now. Hey, it is. You can still hear you think people Corey's a named name, Corey. Corey, they're named Trash Can now. <laughs> <laughs> They're like named weird objects with weird Y's and weird places. Someone said they loved Archer's name because I posted the cookies that had his name on it. So I was like, I love that name. It's such mm-hmm. a unique one, but I think it's more popular now than it was when he uh-huh. was named. Well, Archie was a comic when we were I know. Out. But I don't Why feel you like call they, him Archie, but that's such a cute name. Archie? Like a, like a little nickname. Not, this is what someone You're said. Hey, Arch, can I call you Arch? And he was like, only my family is allowed to call me Arch. Oh, only call him Arch. Yeah, you want to be Arch No, if you're not his family, he wants you to go. He's one of those people Arch. that have multiple. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Last text. Hi, twins. I just finished reading The Pumpkin Plan by Mike McCallowitz. McCallowitz. And I loved it. I mostly bake macarons and I and decorate cookies. However, macarons seem to be a bigger seller for me. When it comes to holiday or markets, it's what it's what the big seller is. I'm usually left baking just one or two custom cookie orders for holidays or with a bunch of leftovers after markets. But when it comes to customs, that's where I feel like cookies are more popular. I don't know if I should let go of cookies and focus solely on macarons where there is less overhead and less competition, but also less opportunity or keep chugging along with both. I'm definitely not as talented as some of the local cookie artists in my area, but I feel like I'm at a crossroads. Any input would be, would help greatly. Julie, macarons and more, Long Island, New York. What I do, because macarons are not my forte, is they're my add-on to square an order. So I'd be like, yes, I can make custom cookies. Did you want to add some macarons? You would do the opposite. Hey, I'm making macarons. Did you want to add some simple sugar cookies to go with it to have a dessert tray? So your focus is going to be more on exactly what's making you the money. I like that. And then your passive one. So you'll see for every sugar cookie post I make, if there's five sugar cookie posts. Let's say 0.5 macarons. Maybe 0.5 macarons. Yeah. Because that's not my moneymaker. That's not what I'm focused on. But you would be the opposite of that. So if you don't want to lose the opportunity because – custom cookies can bring you in a macaron order, you would focus on macarons and then offer as an extra, an add-on, would you like to add this to your order? Now, if you, I mean, you're the text says that they're selling the best, yeah. but they're saying, I feel like I'm leaving money on the table. I would say in the 
in the passive time, maybe take the additional classes to up the skill set of the customs. Mm -hmm. Again, just take the complex class and then reduce it down to something that's scalable. And then you can kind of start implementing when you feel more comfortable with the cookies, maybe instead of every one out of 10 posts, it'd be a three out of 10 posts and see how you want to grow that. What do you post is where you're going to grow. True. Um, But I do like that Corey can interject and say, hey, I can offer this and this. That upsell thing is a great way because I made an order this week huh? for custom cookies, but they wanted macarons, so I will be baking them to score that order. So you upsold them on the cookies? I said, yeah, I can do both. They wanted cookies and Max? Both. Mm. And to, to get the order, I said yes to How both. How often do you sell them in tandem with each other? I know you don't push it. Now you're kind of just doing cake pops. Now I'm trying to push cake pops. What, your Even people audience is like, I said, I'm getting really good at cake pops. More turning out than less. Fewer <laughs> <laughs> cracking ones than otherwise. So I think that takes us to our sponsors, our texts. It does. It Any, does. What's, what's, oh, I wanted to talk about, actually, an email I got from Meta today, not a scam. I hadn't gotten those Meta scam emails in a week. Then I posted about it, and then I got two. Okay, well, that's me being a brat, and I jinxed it. However, I got a legitimate email from Meta today. The battle of the billionaires, except for Apple's a trillionaire. The battle of the big companies, and guess who pays the price? None other than you and I. Yes. So what happened is Apple got us all addicted to iPhones. Not me. I'm not a pleb like you. Yeah. And everyone said, we love our iPhones. Download apps in the App Store. And you said, I love the App Store. Then Apple turned around and said, you know what? Every transaction in the App Store, we're keeping 30% of it. Crazy. So they said, well, either you can cough up. No, we're wrapping this up. Okay. 30%. 30%. 30%. 30%. Don't run. Don't boost post. I'm too tight. It's all right. <laughs> Don't boost post. Do the iOS app. Facebook is saying, you'll pay the 30%. We won't put it towards your ads. Okay. Thank you guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>